My uh, show is beginning today with uh, BC Health Minister Adrian Dix. He joins me on the phone now. Minister Dix, how are you doing today? Uh, it's great to be on the show, Jeff. I'm doing great. Well, glad to have you back. Thanks so much for taking the time. Um, now, we talked a, a few times now about this, you know, mid to late May as a time when we could start to see restrictions ease a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. And yesterday, Dr. Bonnie Henry came out and said, you know, if we could get to zero cases potentially by mid-June. So with that in mind, I just wanted to sort of get a, a sense from you about a, t- a timeline here of how we kind of work to start easing restrictions in mid-May, but yet still target mid to mid-June as a time when we could potentially have zero cases. How do we get there? Well, by, first of all, continuing to follow public health uh, orders, of course, and continuing to work together on physical distancing, on the kind of engineering controls, things like plexiglass shields and businesses um, and administrative controls, uh, which is not going to work sick, that we've been doing up to now, right? And I think um, the, the evidence that was presented by Dr. Henry yesterday showed the extraordinary work people have been doing in Kamloops and everywhere else. Um, what's happened in BC is different than other provinces. Uh, we've had, I think, very good results. We've also had fewer orders here than most other places. So uh, construction has continued to operate. Uh, major projects have continued to operate. Uh, um, no, Really, most businesses haven't been shut by orders. The mm. ones that have been affected by orders principally are personal services business, our restaurants, our bars, etc. So um, we don't have as many things ordered. Uh, I think um, the Premier of Ontario uh, announced he was ordering gardening centers yesterday well they hadn't been closed in bc for example so uh so we're going to be obviously giving uh the premier is going to be speaking tomorrow and talking about the the timeline for that but we're at the point where we have to find the new normal we flatten the curve the virus still exists it's still as we've seen in some poultry plants uh, virulent and can have a terrible effect so we've got to we've got to now uh, adopt the rules that we're going to follow for the next year as we live with the virus, not allow it to, um, to expand in terms of transmission, but also do more together, especially uh, economically. I think that's a perfect segue here into my next question. So I wanted to ask about, you know, when, when we're saying potentially getting to zero cases by mid-June, what exactly does that mean for the general public? Because obviously, and it sounds fantastic, right? We have no cases of COVID-19 anymore in BC. That would be ideal. That would be great. But, I mean, that doesn't obviously mean that we're living without the virus. It's still going to be around us in some way, shape, or form. There's people still traveling out of province. So what does getting to zero cases mean for British Columbia if and when that does happen? Well, I think it's continuing to flatten the curve. I suspect they're going to continue to be there. There are going to continue to be cases. COVID-19 is in there. It's in our communities all over the province uh, with different degrees of intensity. And so that's why we have to be, we have to be prudent in terms of dealing with uh, transmission as we become more active, as we open up more businesses, as people return to work more. The physical distancing requirements are going to be more important, not less important, because we're going to, have to, we're going to be together more in different settings, which means that physical distancing and, uh, and engineering controls that we put in place, that we'll put in place are going to be uh, more important. But um, we're hopeful we can continue to flatten the curve. Yesterday, across British Columbia, there were nine people receiving mechanical ventilation, which, which is obviously a good thing for us to see. There's still too many care homes that are dealing with uh, this situation, particularly in Metro Vancouver, but also, um, also uh, one in the Interior Health Region, which is still uh, operating, and so uh, which is still in place, and outbreak protocol is still in place. So um, we've got to we've got to adjust 
and continue to adapt to make sure we're suppressing the virus. Whether we get to zero or not, I don't know, but we have to continue to reduce the level of transmission. And this allows us to do more. And uh, obviously, if the transmission were to spike up, which it would do if we returned to what we were doing in December, we'd see a spike in transmission, we'd be right back into it. Right, so we have to. It's in all of our interests to uh, to break the chains of transmission on the one hand, but also do more together because we're going to have to we're going to have to deal with this new normal for the summer and then the fall to come. Um, what does this mean in terms of our hospitals? Uh, I want to ask a little bit about critical care beds and when those could potentially start um, to be a little more, I guess, widely available for people who are in dire need of them. Obviously, they are already, but, um, you know, you've been trying to clear them up a little bit to make sure that there is space for COVID-19 cases. Here in NIH, uh, 54 of 84 critical care beds across the interior are occupied, but only one of those is for a COVID-19 patient. Uh, so 64.3%, which is the highest occupancy rate of any health authority um so i'm just just wondering what does this mean for beds moving forward are we going to see those fill up is ih maybe at more of a risk right now when it comes to a potential outbreak um but i'll start with that is ih maybe one of the areas that could potentially be more at risk here because we do have a higher occupancy rate for our, our critical care beds well, well, yes and no. Um, uh, no, because um, there have been fewer cases in IH, and we've seen that over time compared to uh, Fraser Health or Vancouver Coastal Health, for example, the Metro Vancouver ones, where there have been more cases. So uh, in that sense, there's been less, there's less COVID-19 in IH, although it obviously exists there. We've also built up, if you look at the graph, I think I know the, the table uh, that you're looking at, um, a capacity to move ventilators uh, very quickly around the province. So uh, if there were an episode in IH, we'd have the capacity both to move patients if we needed to um, with uh, transportation ventilators, but also uh, to add capacity to IH. And we've already done that in this period, and we're going to do that in anticipation of what we hope doesn't happen, but what may happen, which is another uh, spike in cases in the fall. So we're increasing our critical care capacity to deal with COVID-19. But you're right, we do need to move and deal with other things. We've canceled or will have canceled by middle late of uh, May about 30,000 uh, surgeries across the province, including many thousands in IH. So we have to get back to that work as well. And that's going to involve some changes in the way we do surgeries. We may do, and we have to, we may have to, because of the precautions would take to do surgeries, it'll take longer to do each individual surgery. So that will be a challenge. But we we need to put in place um, uh, new new protocols to protect people. But also we got to get back to doing uh, scheduled surgeries in the way that we have. We've done about I don't know in the range of fourteen or fifteen thousand overall surgeries, which are urgent surgeries. But those thirty thousand, uh, what are called elective surgeries, are all absolutely necessary. There are people struggling in pain right now, and we have to get back to that work. And you're going to hear more about that uh, later this week. Okay. Um, and, and just to follow that up, I mean, I know a lot of hospitals often deal, uh, you know, are operating at surge capacity sometimes, right? So they're already seeing uh, an overflow. Um, and, and right now it looks great, right? There's 30 beds available here in the interior health region, 30 critical care beds. Um, but as we start to get towards a, a, more, a quote unquote new normal, right? As we move towards the summertime, some of those I assume are going to start to fill up. I mean, um, what, what is the strategy? Have you developed it right now for keeping some beds open in the event that there are a, a, a of COVID-19 cases? 
Oh, absolutely. That's the comprehensive part of the strategy. Remember, those are the critical care beds, but we also have uh, hundreds of beds that are empty right now in IH mm-hmm. and across the province. So some 4,000 that we're able to use to address um, um, those needs. And so some of those we have to keep open for COVID-19 as we maintain our preparation. Right now, for example, across BC, there are roughly 77, well, there are 77 people currently in hospital. And of those, uh, a subset, uh, 20, are uh, in critical care. So um, we have hundreds of beds available in IH, and, uh, but what, what this has shown us is the need to be more flexible as a healthcare system. So of course, what we're uh, doing as well is ensuring that um, people in more remote communities can get access to care. So we've added ambulances, including air ambulance services, and uh, so that we're ready in case of, uh, of an outbreak, especially in a remote area, either in Northern Health or Interior Health. Uh, uh, running up by here on the on the clock here, Adrian. But I did want to ask a little bit about sports just briefly while I had you here, because Dr. Bonnie Henry did say yesterday that you know Little League baseball is something that might be possible here this summer, but would look a lot different. There was also a question asked when it comes to the Vancouver Canucks, who are there, you know, looking to possibly be a host city for NHL games if and when that ever does indeed happen. Uh, just uh, wanted to get a little bit of a comment from you just on the possibility of these types of things here come the summer. A lot of people obviously are, are looking forward to seeing some athletics. We've been deprived here for a couple of months. Uh, how, how possible do you think it is that uh, the general population will be able to partake in some form of team sport here moving forward? And what is the possibility of, uh, you know, the, the, your ministry being involved uh, when it comes to uh, the Vancouver Canucks potentially being a host uh, arena for, for NHL games? Well, in order of importance, I think uh, kids sports is the most important thing. Yes. I think we want kids to play this summer, right? Yeah, to find different ways to play. And that's going to involve some adjustment because we want to keep kids safe and we're going to keep their parents safe and their grandparents safe. But um, I think it's really important that we play and uh, especially that kids have the opportunity to play. Baseball is a sport I think that's quite well suited um, to physical distancing. Right? It's, uh, say, more suited to it than, oh, I don't know, Jeff Rugby, for mm-hmm. example. Um, and so I think it's really important that, that we work, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to work with uh, Little League and other organizations because I know the season usually ends in June for most people or goes kind of April to June for most people, and then there's some, some uh, elite events after that to, to create some opportunities to play, for example, baseball this summer. Mm-hmm. In terms of um, the Canucks we, you know, and uh, the NHL, uh, that's something we'd have to look at. I think Dr. Henry said that we'd be open to looking at that. You can imagine a circumstance where physical distancing is allowed and there are robotic cameras, for example. Because the advantage of the NHL has over, say, the WHL, uh, which is more important than Kamloops, is that um, they get a significant amount of revenue um, from, uh, from television rights. And so it may be in their interest to perform before empty an empty stadium. It's where it's where I think it's more of a challenge right now is for uh, lacrosse, for minor hockey, for leagues and venues, which depend on um, on spectators, uh, in-person spectators. That's going to be more challenging uh, now and in the com- in the months to come. And we're obviously concerned with that. So the NHL is important, but um, so are all those important leagues like the WHL as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Minister Davis. Right Always appreciate it. And, uh, Take care. Have, I'll talk to you soon. You as well. Thanks so much. That was BC Health Minister Adrian Dix.